Hey kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures and real life dads with real feelings. This week I am joined by one of the latter. He is the host of A Momentary Pause, a really great podcast about, well, that does interviews with um, with people doing interesting work in games and interactive experiences. He previously uh, co-hosted the podcast um one more turn was that that was the name of it right yes yes with <laughs> kitty staholsky it was great which was uh one of my favorite games podcasts uh oh, and he's here today his name is kevin king thank you for coming on the show um i'm quite frankly kind of honored to be on i i when you put the word out on twitter i was i i threw my hat in the ring and i thought <laughs> ah, she'll probably say no i'm not you know i'm small time i'm small fry but you know it was very 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 generous for you to have me on. So thank you. Well, I enjoyed being on a momentary pause so much. And um, oh. like I said, I enjoyed a lot of um, you know your past work. Um, and I was really interested to hear from you because you became a dad pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. Just this June, June 11th, uh, little, uh, little you and Rigel King was born. Um, yeah, first time dad uh, after... A lot of years of uh, trying and some hardship. Yeah, I'm, it's like, you know, it's. I, I'm going to say all the cliche, cliche things. It's like super exciting and fun and he's adorable in every single way. I, don't, I, I lucked out with him, quite frankly. <laughs> we lucked out. Uh, but I'm, I'm still in this early phase of dadhood. Dadhood? Can I say dadhood on yeah, this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, where like everything is like potential, you know, everything mm. is like, I see him and he's, he has a little bit of a personality coming out, but all I, all I think about is like all the things I'm going to do when he's older, like camping and all the, all those cheesy dad <laughs> things that you think about <laughs> yeah. barbecuing, so stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. On the one hand, there's this, these like projections into the future of like all these fun things you're going to do when, uh, you know, when your child is more of a a person and has a, you know, like interests <laughs> and a personality um and then on the other hand there's this this past stuff that you mentioned and um we talked about this a little bit before the show and yeah um i know that this has sort of been a long running process for you and one that has been kind of difficult so um like what uh what is sort of the background with with that yeah yeah um so it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint the background i'm going to talk I might talk vaguely here if you don't mind, uh, um, because we we still kind of don't know what the issue was uh, with us. We we started trying my my wife Stephanie and I. We we started trying about uh, four years ago now, and in that process uh, of you know within within the three years before we finally got pregnant with you. And we had, uh, six, six losses. And, and I apologize. I say, we, um, I, you know, we both went through the emotional side of it, but she, she definitely took the brunt of, you know, took all the physical, uh, portion of it. Um, and it, it was just this, I mean, it's hard to go into it sometimes without getting a little choked up. Uh, yeah. uh, it, it was just this, this thing where we, we didn't know what the problem is. Like most people, when they can't have kids, it's usually like the uh, sperm and the egg don't, don't match or someone has a deficiency or there's a genetic issue or, you know, there's usually a reason for it. Mm -hmm. Um, We had no problem getting pregnant. Uh, The problem was, you know, the problem was always keeping it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, we would get pregnant or she would get pregnant. uh, The, 
And after about six weeks, six to eight weeks, uh, we, we often lose it. And, uh, it's just like devastating when you're going from medical center to medical center, doctor to doctor, and they're just like shrugging their shoulders and they're just like, I'm sorry, I don't, I can't help you. You know, I don't know what's wrong. You know, it was, it was, uh, incredibly frustrating and, and, uh, you know, nerve wracking. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it, you're mentally just kind of go through a lot. Cause you know, in that, in that time, uh, all our friends, like all our friends had kids, you know, we were, when we had originally gotten pregnant, you know, none of them really had any kids. And then by the time we finally had you and we were like the last of our friend group to have them. So it was this strange thing when you're going on like Facebook and looking at all them happy with your children, you, you are a little bit jealous of them. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, happy for them. It's like these uh, constant mixed feelings uh, that you have for, for everybody. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it you know, I don't want to bring your podcast too too far down, but it was just, I mean, I don't know. It was just sort of this kind of a crazy, crazy ride. We finally got uh, pointed in the right direction. I, you know, if anybody's listening or have any kind of problems, we, we got pointed to UCSF and they, uh, we got put on this uh, experimental drug called, or I didn't, I should say, Steph had to <laughs> take this experimental drug called Nupagen. Um. Maybe, hold on, I'm going to back up a little bit here. Uh, it's like it's a, it's a lot of information. I, I apologize if I'm just sort of spewing at this point. No, no. Um, so ultimately, what we think may have happened, or what we think the cause might be, although it's not 100% certain, is that Steph's immune system was kind of so strong, like her white blood count was so high that it saw. Uh, the fetus as a foreign, you know, essentially a foreign entity and just, you know, destroyed it, you know, cut it off um, uh, in all, in all six, six cases. And what this drug we took eventually uh, was called, called Nupagen. It's a cancer drug. And it weirdly, it even raises your white blood count even more. But what it does is just sort of kind of overload your immune system to the point where it, doesn't fight at all, uh, or at least in our case, it doesn't fight at all. Uh, it doesn't fight any kind of foreign entity. So when she was taking this drug during, uh, the early first term of the pregnancy, you know, with you and it just finally, finally stuck, uh, or he finally stuck. And, you know, it was an incredibly nerve wracking nine months, uh, uh, because you just, you know, we had, we had gotten with one, one of them, we had gotten to 12 weeks and, uh, she had, uh, uh, had passed, had, had didn't make it. Uh, so pretty much the entirety of the pregnancy, you're just on pins and needles. We were just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, you know, when he finally came, it was like the greatest joy in the world. Such a trip having him here now, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more details, but I, I don't want, I don't want to like stymie. I don't want to, there's like, there's just like kind of gross stuff dealing with medical, you know, medical people and doctors who just don't understand. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, you get some, you get your occasional, uh, person who sort of says like the, the wrong remark, that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. no, we're, we're good and happy now with them. So, yeah. So I'm curious, like, I mean, I can't imagine, um, dealing with that and it just sounds mm. like you know um it isn't something that that comes up on the show a lot like the difficulties of becoming a parent um mm. 
and when those difficulties come up, they're often, you know, um, yeah, difficulties in, in getting pregnant or mm-hmm. in adopting or something, which are also, you know, intense and, and difficult, but yeah. uh, in, in a different way. So I'm wondering, like, did you uh, have any sources of support that you were like that you and Stephanie were relying on? Did you go to were there any kinds of support groups or forums for this for like yeah, what you're going so- through? Our, our situation was so unique. Well, there is a support group. They're called HAND, um, and I, I'm spacing on the acronym, but they're H-A-N-D. And it's for, their focus is on um, pregnancy loss, but, but they kind of, you know, not, I'm not knocking them. They were great when we went. We would we would go every week, and we'd be in a support group and sort of discuss all, all the stuff. Uh, uh, but, you know, we, we were even in that group a little bit isolated because they kind of focus more on stillbirth than late term loss. Um, you know, when there's, uh, you know, a, a, a there's, you know, a going to be, there's no turning back, you know, they're, right, they're kind of right. the people there at that point where, you know, they're, they have, they see an ultrasound and there's a full, full on person in there. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it was, they were still very helpful. I mean, they're, 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 we still get newsletters from them all the time and, you know, they do this great thing once a year where, you know, like they go out and you know, try to honor, uh, honor all the losses. Funny enough, this is like, uh, I think it's pregnancy, like loss awareness month. So oh, you've wow. kind of, <laughs> kind of coincidentally or next month, excuse me, I think it's November. Uh, but it's, yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, I would highly recommend anybody who's gone, gone through kind of any loss to, to go seek them out. Uh, it's all, it's, it's, it's you know, it's a lot of different, you know, they're, they're very good about, uh, having a lot of variety of couples in there. Uh, it's not just a bunch of yeah, straight people. It's like they're, they're at least the one we went to in San Francisco was very, very good about like a lot of different people from from a lot of different uh, uh, backgrounds. So, yeah, yeah, that seems really important to have something like that. Just because the way you're talking about it, um, gradually just sort of becoming maybe isolated from from your friend network, even if no mm. one's intentionally pulling away. But I imagine you know as when people have children and you can probably speak to this, um, they sort of become the focus of your entire life and of yeah. all of your time. And so you have these, these are your friends around you um, having kids and maybe sort of like having to step back from social events and things. And then you're trying to do this thing. And um, you know, those, those people who might be support might not be as available as they otherwise would be. Yeah. I mean, they're all good. All our friends are really good about it. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where you see the, you see, it, you know, you see their baby and you can't help but get a little jealous. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's hard, it's hard, especially when you, I wanted it so bad. Like I, you know, I've, I've, we've talked about being parents pretty much since we, you know, I, I want to say pretty quick soon after we got together and that's, you know, that was almost 15 years ago. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> but we always waited, like, you know, you want to like, make sure we wanted to make sure we were stable financially before, right? you know, we, we brought a kid and get into the world. So, but yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So you were thinking about this, even thinking about this for like 15 years and now you have this baby. Oh yeah. Like we had the name you and 10 years ago, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which by the way, everybody, everybody gets that name wrong. You'd be surprised how many people say Ewan to us. (laughs) I would have thought, you know, I would have thought you and McGregor, 
would have. I, I, that's what we tell people. You like, this is, this is the conversation I have with everybody about the name. And as I say, oh, you know who Ewan McGregor is? And they're like, they first will say Ewan. And then I'm like, oh no, it's pronounced Ewan, <laughs> like Ewan McGregor. And then they're like, Ewan McGregor. Oh, I really like him. He's a great actor. And I'm like, yeah, we love him too. That's, you know, kind of where we got the name from. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, eventually one person's like, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, maybe if he was a more popular actor, like in a really popular movie, people would know the name more. And I'm like, oh, you mean like Star Wars? Star like Wars. that? <laughs> Unknown, that small time independent indie film. flick, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we, I've, I've had to like, I've had to like, I, I think like once, once every f- couple months on Facebook, I repost how to pronounce Ewan. Uh, like it's like a YouTube video <laughs> because some, I mean, I don't blame them. Like, you know, maybe it's like how people see quesadilla, case, quesadilla is quesadilla. I mean, maybe it's just <laughs> phonetics. Is Ewan, is that Irish or Scottish? It's Scottish. Yeah. Mm. It's like Owen in Scottish. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then, uh, Everyone gets his middle name wrong too, but that's, you know, that's his middle name's Rigel, which is like uh, Stephanie's like wishing star and mm. it's on Orion's belt and it's like the seventh brightest star in the sky. And it's just, you know, everyone says Riggle, but that's fine. We, we, we knew we were going to get, we knew we were going to get pushed back Riggle, on that. But it's you and I'm not, always like, kind of like, huh, what? That's, I'm super surprised that people, I mean, even just, I don't know. Just like looking at it, I would assume <laughs> maybe that maybe I've just you know watched too much Star Trek, where I'm like, oh, of course it's Rigel. <laughs> it's like Nigel, but with an R. Yeah, I get Ewan e- e- Riggle all the time. Ewan Riggle. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Now that sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wild though. I don't know that I have talked to someone on the show who sort of has had that stuff in the running for for that long and so Mm -hmm. i'm curious like when you've we're thinking about this over the past you know 15 years um are there like did you read stuff on on parenthood and and fatherhood or did you sort of just pick that stuff up um ambiently through media or or was it something you were ever like really digging into uh i think for, for me personally um it goes back to you know, I had a lot of nieces and nephews growing up, mm. uh, in terms, uh, and pretty early on, I mean, I was pretty, you know, a lot of them moved back in, in with my mom. Like I, I have to just give you a heads up. I'm one of, I'm the eighth of nine kids. So I have oh, a lot wow. of older siblings. Yeah. Uh, and so a couple of them moved back home when I was, you know, still in my teens and, you know, I, I got to sort of be around and babysit. I didn't have a job, you know, or in the summer, like I could just Mm. babysit for them all the time. And, uh, there were toddlers or younger. One was, you know, my, my uh, nephew Trey was like, I think nine months or eight months when, uh, he moved back in with us. So I just really enjoyed it. Even then, like, I just thought it was fun. You know, I got to kind of drop in, drop out. (laughs) So I got sort of the best parts (laughs) of, uh, daddom, uh, then, uh, but since then I've just always, I don't know. I just always wanted to be a father, you know, it just sort of, it just felt like a thing I wanted to do. I just really enjoyed those experiences. I just couldn't wait to have my own someday. Or, I mean, I, I could, I had to wait <laughs> many years actually. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't know where it comes from. I, I, uh, my, my, 
because, you know, when you're the one of nine kids, you don't get as much parental attention as mm. someone who may be from like a family of two or three. And then my parents on top of that divorced when I was pretty young, too. So, you know, time was split even thinner. Uh, yeah. So I don't know where it comes from. It might be from that. It might be just a natural, you know, I don't know if it's like internal or if it's some type of like, if I saw a therapist, they'd say, oh, no, you didn't have parents. So you want to be a parent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you want what you didn't have as a kid that's yeah. the general therapeutic insight i think um yeah it's so interesting to think about like where do these jad where where do these tendencies come from or like where do these yeah. these mysteries of <laughs> like you were you were asking me earlier like why do so many dads watch westerns <laughs> is that something <laughs> that you've gotten into yeah i mean i i I look, I love a good Western. I have yeah. like tastes and everything with Westerns. I'm like, don't give me one of these action movie Westerns. Give me like something slow and methodical and boring. Like a lot of people like, <laughs> I like a nice boring Western. I don't know. It's, it, <laughs> I don't know why that my, my dad liked Westerns. My stepdad liked them. My, uh, my father-in-law likes them. Like he's a huge, he'll like, you know, watch for He'll like when AMC, he just watches AMC all day and he's in heaven watching all, 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 the, sh- all, all the Westerns on there. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I don't, I've tried to always figure out there's sort of these specific things that sort of kind of like hint at being a dad. Yeah. Like Westerns, like wanting to be the bar, like do the barbecue all the time, what barbecue all the time. <laughs> uh, I feel like for me, like a lazy boy chair, like, <laughs> I don't know why that seems like very dad to me. Uh, maybe I have like a very fifties, uh, <laughs> view of this, uh, of, of what daddom is. I don't know. Maybe hopefully, I don't know. I don't know where, where it comes from. I've, I've thought about it a lot. And, uh, cause I know plenty of guys who became fathers who just did want to be, uh, and, and you, you know, I, I wonder like where that, where their parental inst- like where the parental instinct comes from a lot. Like, mm. like some people just don't have it uh you would think ever you know you'd think everyone would have some part of it because it you know it's part of survival of the species right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but yeah I, I don't know i i you know and some people just sort of have it but it's a little distorted and twisted they don't know how to exactly how to hone their dad their dad daddom dadness mm. <laughs> i yeah. don't know what are your thoughts what do you think i mean what do you think it's like a just an intrinsic you know quality in some people is it just sort of uh, is there, I, I always try I to wrap know. my head around what, like, cause when we were, when we were doing, when, when you, when I, when you said it, when you asked me to come on, uh, I was like, well, what's, how, what's dad versus a parent, just a parent in general, you know, or, or a mom for that, for that matter. I always like, where, who, who decides or how do they decide that they want to be those things? So, yeah, well, I think there are like, God, so many answers to that question. Right. Um, <laughs> right. when we talk about it on this show, I will be honest, we kind of waffle a little bit on the definition because sometimes I'll be like, um, so I did an episode on Samus Aran a few weeks mm-hmm. ago and I made the dad, case, by the way, she's a dad. I made the case that Samus was a dad. Now, whether I successfully made that case is up for the <laughs> listeners to decide, but sometimes I will make this case that dadness is some sort of quality that can be accessed by anyone. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it's sort of this word that we use for a male parent. And, um, but even when we're doing that, there is the sense of like someone is acting really dadly and, mm. and that's somehow contrasted with 
acting like a mom or even just a parent in general. And so like we still sort of have these like differing ideas of what those things mean. Um, and it's, man, it's so weird and complicated. I sometimes fall on the definition of like, I think a dad can be distant, but still be mm. a parent. Like there's a, not necessarily a wiseness, but there's definitely sometimes with fatherhood or, I mean, that's more father, father than dad, <laughs> but you're allowed a certain distance from, from parenting, uh, perhaps, you know, you know, often to, to sort of evaluate the, the child or the kid, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of my rough definition. I always think of dads in terms of like espousing wisdom, although they're not really wise, <laughs> like just sort of, <laughs> uh, being, being someone who can kind of step back and say, what are we doing as a, as a, you know, quote unquote, a family. Uh, that's usually where I see it. There, there's, they can uh, cut themselves off from their emotions every now and again, if they have to. <laughs> I know that's a very, again, that's a very fifties definition. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but that, maybe that's just me. I don't know. That's sort of how I always think about it anyway. I think that a lot of people would probably agree with you. And I think a lot of our ideas of what a dad is are in that sort of zone for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but as to the question of like where people get their parenting stuff from, I don't know. Cause like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm sure it's something that evolutionary biologists and psychologists fight over all the time. Like, um, evolutionarily speaking, what mm -hmm. are the incentives for a man to like be a parent in terms of like, you know, safeguarding the, his spawn, um, versus just like having as many kids as possible. Um, and I don't know, I'm not an evolutionary biologist, so I can't speak to that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think it is this combination of these sort of, because I think there there are like these sort of deep rooted like biological things of like seeing, like recognizing your own child and just being like, oh my God. Um, mm -hmm. And then there, there are the social things of like, okay, well, how do we structure our family? Um, and And what are the sort of roles that, like, what is the role of a dad or what is the role of a parent or versus a child? And those things feel to me like very um, socially determined. Yeah. Can I, can I change subjects a little bit here? I, I just, Please. I was, uh, <laughs> so there's one thing I've noticed with, with having a kid is that I have to make up songs a lot. <laughs> you, you may have talked about this before with another guest, uh, but I've, I've learned that I, I've lost, I've lost like my knowledge of like all lyrics of all the songs I ever liked, like they're just all gone. And so I have to make up stuff on the spot now uh -huh. because for some reason Ewan enjoys singing. Uh, he really enjoys singing. I don't know if he just thinks it's like me putting on a different voice, but he just enjoys singing. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I have to make up lyrics all the time for, for songs. Like I had to make up lyrics to the lion King cause he likes the opening of that song and then i have no idea what the lyrics are after the initial like uh yell at the start of that song yeah do you know any of the lion king lyrics no i don't i just make them up now like it's no longer the circle of life i call it like the venn diagram of life like you know many circles overlapping i just sing like a bunch of nonsense to this child and he loves it 
Well, uh, I would appreciate that while you can, because it's my understanding that uh, many children come to grow out of that period of enjoying their parents singing. Oh yeah, I, I will. He he he's still in that. He's still in that mode. I think his favorite song is. Uh, Sorry, we can go back to dance stuff. But his favorite no, song. No, no, tell is, me, tell me, tell me. Five hundred miles by the Proclaimers. I think it's Proclaimers. Oh, classic, yeah. Scott, first off, Scottish band. So something, something with being a Scottish band. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves that song, and not only does he like it like the original way, like I'll sing it in in other stylings, uh, <laughs> like like I'll sing it like a like a Ford truck commercial sometimes, and he loves that. Uh, I'll sing it like, like emo and he'll love it. He, I don't know that song. If I did any other song in those styles, he would not care. But some reason, 500 miles just face lights up. So he, that's what I'm saying. Like he already has a personality. He already like kind of has a favorite, which is really weird <laughs> <laughs> to think that's... that like a three, four month year old has favorites. It's, it's a little, little, little odd. God. Yeah. I'm that's not going to sing good. it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to embarrass myself on this show. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of music and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how old you are, but I realized the other day that I'm getting to be the same age that I'm actually a little older than my parents were when they had mm-hmm. me. And um, now I'm like, oh, I think I'm getting to the age where I just only really listen to the music that I listened to in high school and college. And like, I just, I, I can't keep up with popular music. I think it's fine. I don't hate it, but I'm just like, I don't have a radio and I don't have the time to like seek it out and like, listen to it. I'm just listening to stuff I already know. So I'm like, oh, oh no, this is how, this is how parents have, this is how dads happen. <laughs> have you found that at all? Like, do you? Uh, yeah, I, I try to find new bands just because I'm like, I can't be this. I don't want to be this person where I'm just like, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you kids today. Uh, but like, I, I, I mean, I go back further. Like, I listen to a lot of the music my parents listened to uh, because they just always were playing 50s and 60s stuff. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm in the same boat, by the way. I'm like, my, I'm, I'm headed. I, my dad was 40 when they had me. So, and I'm already 37. So, uh, I'm hitting that age where, yeah, where like the music I listen to is, is not current at all. Like I listen to like ni- early nineties metal and like <laughs> sometimes I'm uh, not ska so much anymore. I'll sometimes go back to my <laughs> ska is ska the most dad genre of music. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's becoming be, right? it. It's becoming yeah. it now. I don't think it was in the nineties, but I think no. now, now that those people are becoming dads, I think it might be becoming the most dad genre of music. Well, the ska aesthetic is very dad. It's like a Hawaiian shirt, jean shorts, <laughs> Some ugly glasses. <laughs> some are not ugly, just some like my cool glasses, you know, they're like, and they're like, you know, checkers all over them. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm stuck on one, the same 20 songs on Pandora right now. I just like, and I, I want to get out of it and I don't know how. I feel like I'm in a music box or something. I just can't <laughs> break free. <laughs> you know, give it five years or so and Ford is going to be trying to sell you a car with a commercial using uh less than jake song or like uh god one of the many other ska bands that i can name um 
because that's oh i can name them the scholars uh the, the other scholars that spelled it with K-A. The other scholars that spelled it C-H-O. Uh, telegraph. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Mighty That's Mighty one. Boss Tones, yeah. Um, yeah, the impression God. that I get is that this is a great car. I've uh that's I think that's already happened, Merritt. I feel like no! I've already heard of Mighty Mighty Boston commercials. Uh Mighty Mighty Boston's on car commercials. I think I heard I heard like some rant. Like I feel like I'm going to hear like refused at some point. Like some mid mm-hmm, '90s mm-hmm. hardcore band all of a sudden in like a you know like not Mar- like Marilyn Manson or something is going to be playing over a Toyota commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I hate I hate he admitted liking it first right now. It's like I don't know why it's so fun at the time. There's also like other things uh, I'm noticing with 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 you and and fatherdom is that there's a you know like i just started daycare this week mm. and this might speak to something of that distance thing but like i feel like i should be a little bit more emotional when i'm dropping them off you know mm. and i'm just sort of like all right i gotta get to work <laughs> like but i'm very happy when i see it when he comes home i don't know maybe that's a very dad thing that you know turn the turn the emotions off for 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 uh heavier heavier portions of of, of fatherhood so i don't know I mean, I think it's understandable to be like, okay, well, like, now I have some time, like, (laughs) you know, I love my child, and also, (laughs) it's great to have a few hours where I am not worried about what I am doing with him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he sleeps a lot. Uh, that's good so we lucked out there but he when he's awake he's it's on there's nothing you could do your life is <laughs> your life is his <laughs> no, that's babies yeah i you know getting back to where dads come from i i don't know i mean i know you would do this a lot in on the show go to the media and in terms of like where people get inspired but i don't know where i i i, I all my like I, I i go back and think about it all my uh inspirations were like in video games weirdly there's a lot of like dad stories in video games i don't know if you've ever noticed that before Uh, they're becoming more and more common and actually um i think this episode is coming out right after an episode that i just recorded uh earlier today on octodad oh yeah not i mean not even in that regard i just mean like there's a lot of narratives that are like like i feel like every jrpg is like my father did something and i have to avenge my father oh yeah Like, like the feelings of the kid in in terms of how their parent uh, maybe neglected or or you know uh, fulfilling something that the child you know f- the child fulfilling something that the parent couldn't kind of thing. So yeah, I know. I mean, we've done episodes on um on things like Fallout. Like Fallout Three was all about finding Liam Neeson, who's your dad, like tra- <laughs> tracking him down. Reverse and taken. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, there's, you know, JRPGs, Final Fantasy X, I want to say there was a big dad thing in that. Um, mm. maybe your dad was a snake, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely a lot of, a lot of that. Um, and then there's a lot of like, now I feel like there's more, you are a dad and you have mm-hmm. to protect your kids, which I think speaks partly to like the aging up of game developers, but like there's things like The Last of Us or like, um heavy rain or like mm. these games where like you are a dad and like you are or you're a father figure or something and you're protecting uh your kids or or trying to rescue your kids or something i don't know i i 
I don't I only own a Nintendo thing, so I only play Mario now. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is a dad now in Mario Odyssey. Um, he's a dad now? No. I mean uh, he can he can turn into a dad. If he throws his hat at a dad, then he is that dad. <laughs> he's he's just eaten that dad's soul and become him. God, that game I think is out by the time this is out and we're all enjoying it. <laughs> except me because I don't have a Nintendo Switch, so I'll just enjoy it well, through well, Twitter. Well, uh, I always think about it in terms of like uh sorry, we can uh, you can cut me off whenever you want. <laughs> Please. Uh, I was uh that's the one thing. That's kind of my one big fear is like, you know, we were talking about earlier like projection, like I think about a lot like when he's older, you know, camp, you know, camp stuff and, you know, when he comes home and how I'm going to discipline him and, uh, or, you know, if that ever happens, I'm sure he'll be an angel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I often, but I often like, that's my, I think that's my one big fear as a father is that, um, or a dad is that I don't want to, my, I don't want my, what I'm projecting that I want for him. I, I kind of almost don't want him to be aware of it. Like, mm. you know, cause then it puts like, even when you, uh, even if you're just thinking about it all the time, you're, you're, you know, kids are very perceptive and they can pick up on sort of what you want and, and, and what you maybe want for them. And I'm, that's always kind of my big fear is that he'll get these, uh, this feeling of like, I have to succeed because of, because, you know, you know, dad wants that or, you know, I have to fit into this box because that's what dad wants. You know, it's, it's, it's a constant uh, battle to have, like where you have these hopes and dreams for your, your kid, uh, but you don't want them to feel like they're uh, boxed in by that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That seems like a really difficult set of feelings to, to deal with and to like, to navigate for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah no yeah if he, uh, if he if he if he goes to if he sees a therapist that i've you know maybe i've done my job if he sees a therapist i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's recognized that he needs self-help you know yeah. yeah well maybe that's a good place to to wrap things up yeah you can uh, rambling if you want to stop me <laughs> no no this was great um i think raising a child with the self-awareness to recognize when they need help or when they need to be open about their feelings or talk about them in a safe space is a great note to end on um thank you so uh we talked about the podcast earlier do you want to is there anything else you want to plug before we go you mentioned that I, the show is supposed it should be coming back from hiatus soon. Yeah, yeah. I took a year off. I took, you know, basically I couldn't do it until the pregnancy was was yeah, through because it was yeah. just constant constant doctor's appointments that, you know, I you know, it's happening to Stephanie's body, but I gotta be there. Um I wanna be there. Yeah. I wanted to be there. And uh uh so yeah, so I took a year off. Uh should be coming back mid November, a momentary pause. It's sort of uh, if I could describe it, it's basically I try to get a single game developer doing something small and weird and interesting and talk to them about why they made the decisions of why they did that small and weird and interesting game. So, uh, but there's, you know, not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes I have music, you know, music developer, uh, game, game music composers on things like that. And people who just write about games. So, uh, yeah, it's just a momentary pause.net. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I'm pretty boring there, <laughs> but you're welcome to follow me. I'm uh, at yonder hillside. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for the show to come back and folks should check it out. It's interviews with really fascinating people. Um, 
and I've been introduced to some really cool people's work through it. Oh, that's very nice to hear. I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> I'm just glad somebody listens. <laughs> I sometimes feel like podcasting is like the ham radio. Like just I'm just mm. I'm just talking into the void. But hopefully no, someone is, listens. It's weird, but yeah, people should check that out. Um, and thank you again so much for coming on. And I will talk to you later. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye, kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Me at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Foiled Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at DadFeeling and at StayMeanCo. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.